Hello, and welcome to the latest Institutional Trade Processing Podcast from the DTCC. For those that don't know me, I'm Matt Johnson, part of DTCC's Institutional Trade Process business team based in London. So with CSDR's settlement discipline regime now being live for well over a year, we've also seen the settlement rate across European markets drop since 2019 to present day. So many conversations are now focusing on how to improve settlement efficiencies in securities markets. Of course, the US move to T plus one is just around the corner. There's also the possibility of the UK and Europe moving to T plus one in the next few years. So the theme of today's discussion will focus on the importance of SSIs and how they help facilitate time and accurate settlement, as well as how well-maintained SSIs help reduce trade failure. I'm very happy to be joined today by one of DTCC's prominent BISAR clients, as well as one of my DTCC colleagues. So let me introduce Dan Moorcroft, Onboarding Manager at Legal and General Investment Management, and Jan Coughlin, co-head of the Alert Product at DTCC. So first and foremost, how are you both? How are you both? Very well, thank you, Matt. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Glad to have you guys on the call today. And Jan, all good on your side? Yep, very good, thank you. Looking forward to our discussion today. Perfect, as am I. So I wanted to start with you, Dan. I mean, obviously, being one of our prominent buy-side clients. So, Dan, tell me, how long have LNG been on alert, um, and why did you make that decision to move? So, LNG have been using alert since 2015, uh, and, and honestly, we, we, we haven't looked back since. The team had a very, very manual process previously, whereby before we had alert, we would have to take our SSIs from our internal database. We would then need to download these. And these would then need to be emailed to our sell side partners. And of course, the challenge of that particular model was that one, it was manual. Secondly, you know, we have a pipeline of new funds that are coming down on a regular basis. And so that, those documents, those emails quickly became out of date. And then, of course, you've got your day two markets at custody, which, as we all know, they sort of tend to drip feed in um, after your initial go live. And then what I'd call your typical SSI changes, which are initiated from your custodians where they change agents, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, the other challenge with sending out SSIs uh, via that process was the requirement to do callbacks because our data wasn't in alert. The brokers would require us to perform callbacks, particularly on our cash SSIs. And all of these challenges were subsequently neg- negated when we moved on to the alert platform. For the broker dealers, because then suddenly they could consume your alert notifications, you know, the new data, amended data, you know, via systemic mechanisms and again if there were cash instructions on alert because we've got the make a checker process in place you know they're deemed authenticated SSIs so I mean that was a big step I think for for legal and general for sure. Yeah no definitely I agree Jan and and I think the thing about alert is as you say it's that it's that standardised format that everyone understands it ensures that you know, we're by side of making sure that the SSIs include key details that we need to be able to settle in the various markets uh, in which we trade. And I'm thinking of things like investor codes and account names, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. All the details that, to be honest with you, if they're in a standard format that everyone knows and everyone understands, and as you say, um, the brokers can consume, it just eradicates the challenges in, in that space that, that we used to sometimes see. It's interesting you said as well, Dan, that you, might, you, you took the, the plunge back in 2015, so about eight years ago mm. now. Um, and also 
I mean, Jan, I think it's fair to say that the alert model itself on products, you know, it's been enhanced, it's got better. Oh, and yeah. one of those successes, I think, is what everyone calls GCD or Global Custody Direct. So you could, could you just give us like a 30 second update as to what GCD is? Yeah, sure. So uh, GCD, we kind of implemented that around about five years ago. Um, and that provides a systemic manner for global custodians to enter their data into the alert platform. It then acts as an enabler for clients like Legal and General and beyond to connect their accounts to that source data. So rather than having, you know, hundreds of different instances of, of a custodian's data model, you have a single golden source that is managed by the custodian in a systemic format. You know, we started that process kind of five years plus or so, um, JPM and, and BBH were the first custodians to move on to that platform. And over the years, we've picked up a lot of traction. We now have uh, 12 custodians using that model, and they are maintaining 50% of our data set now in alert um, across hundreds of clients and accounts. And I'm going to ask a really silly question, I should know this, but Dan, I'm assuming that Legal and General will utilise GCD? Absolutely. Um, and I think to pick up on what um, on Jan said earlier, we, we well, we were early adopters with uh, with JP Morgan. Must have been must have been around 2017, 2018, there thereabouts. And um, they were looking for early adopters to, to move on to Global Custodian Direct. And bearing in mind at that point, Matt, we hadn't actually been on alert for that long. We'd only been on for you know, a handful of years, but we were already seeing those benefits that we've already outlined previously. But we took the uh, we took the opportunity to, to go forward with Global Custodian Direct, and and I think if I was to sort of summarise it in in three main areas, for us it's it's about mitigating manual risk because even when you're putting SSIs in alert, and Jan, you kind of talked about this earlier. You know, if we think about how the SSIs are sent to buy side firms from from custodians, they're not all in a standard format. Some of them will send it on a PDF, a Word document, whatever it might be. And then you've still got the manual keystrokes. Granted, Alert gives you those controls around make a checker, but you still got to spend the time putting those into the platform. And I think for us, ensuring we have the highest quality of data you know, to support our business activities and ensure that we operate in a in a controlled environment, you know, we're we're very much focused on that. And we could see that GCD helped us to you know to continue to evolve and, and deliver on that but then the other thing is also the time save Matt as well you know we we launch a lot of funds and we spend an awful lot of time putting SSIs and we used to spend an awful lot of time putting SSIs in because our try our funds trade multiple markets uh, and each one of those would have securities SSIs and then cash SSIs as well and then once they've been in, inserted into the system you'd then have to have someone checking those manually as well which of course GCD negates the need for all of those steps because it's fed directly from source. And then of course, ongoing maintenance. And I know we touched on this earlier on today, but we know that once they're in the system, any SSI changes, any amendments that need to be made, they're automatically captured by Global Custodian Direct. Yeah, perfect model. And, and obviously with your role being the onboarding manager, uh, I guess there's probably always a couple of things, you know, front and center in your mind about new projects such as this resource and cost. So what did the GCD process entail, you know, for, for LNG, you know, from that cost and resource perspective? To deliver it um, was, was very, very straightforward. Uh, 
there weren't any significant resource constraints. So there's, there's clearly a well-trodden path um, within DTCC in terms of how to roll this out. Um, so the way that we went about it, we started by holding an initial call with DTCC, the custodian in question, uh, and an Elgin, and we would essentially walk through the approach that we we're going to take, agree a run book, look at the number of funds that we've got in scope, agree a testing plan. We were able to test uh, the GCD pipes through uh, Alert UAT, which was really, really useful. As one, it proves that the data comes through and populates as expected from the custodian, but it also gives you that opportunity, Matt, to be able to review the data and do a, a compare and contrast. So you can see, look, this is how it will come through when we do send it through into live, and this is the data that we've currently got in the live environment today. And it gives you the opportunity to look at any deltas that you know, you may or may not occur. And we certainly found that very useful. And then once you've gone through that and you've reviewed the data and you're comfortable what's coming through is, is what we'd expect, we would then schedule a further call uh, with the same three parties and we would then have the opportunity to then agree the go live date. Any potential scenarios where we might need to do a, a fallback solution and insert the previous live data back in, but it gave us that opportunity to do this in a controlled manner. Uh, and then we would then do an announcement internally and then a courtesy notification to our brokers as well. But it was a process that we undertook many, many times uh, and, and worked well for us. So from, um, I mean, it sounds like it's, it's hitting all the relevant touch points for you guys. Um, so, so what full benefits are Elgin now getting through GCD? Well, for us, um, we are close to 99% uh, of all our SSIs being managed via GCD. Um, and that gives you tremendous confidence uh, in, in your data, in your SSI data quality, um, because it's coming from source. Uh, the FTE save is also significant, as I mentioned earlier, not just setting up new funds, but the ongoing maintenance of those funds in the platform as well. Fund setups are as a result of that faster because you're taking that step away. Um, query volumes are lower where you know, the, the data's there in alert earlier. So we're not necessarily being chased to get the data in there by self-side parties um, because it's just being fed through in one go from the custodian. So all in all, it's it's ticked those boxes and, and been a resounding success for, for Elgin. And when you say 99% coverage, I mean, Jan, that must be music to your ears, right? Yeah, yeah. And again, I think the, the number that I quoted earlier was across all of our client base, you know, 50%. And and to kind of hit on that, you know, we've got 14 and a half million SSIs in alert. So, you know, over 7 million are managed by source providers. But for legal in general, I mean, they've actually surpassed that in terms of their coverage. And, you know, 99% of your SSIs being managed by source providers, you know, eliminating the callbacks, the, the timeliness, the improvement of, you know, data quality, I think. It speaks volumes, as Dan's mentioned. There, it's a great story. Yeah. yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And and I'm I'm kind of thinking about we mentioned like when this concept kicked off many years ago, and we spoke about the involvement of Alert and so on, and, and the different direction it's going in to provide benefits to our client base. So, Jan, what's the future state looking like for Alert? Well, the future state, again, I would like us to get to a position where all of our clients are reaping the benefits that Dan currently has with 99% with coverage. So the plan for us is very much to extend that 
uh, source data provider model. So we want to look at, um, you know, we've got all of the big custodians that are leveraging the platform, but we want to expand that out to those smaller custodians and offer the same type of mechanism for those custodians to manage data at source and then multiple clients connect. Um, Again, we've seen the benefit with the the, the big players. Um, We need to further extend that model um, to the smaller custodians. Well, it sounds like we're well and truly on track to doing that. And um, I do always have one eye on time when we come to these these podcasts. So I do want to draw the the conversation to a close. As always with these things, when we speak to our clients, I've learned a lot in in these last 10 minutes or so. So it's it's a huge benefit for me to provide these platforms. Um, And it just goes for me to say thank you so much, Dan, for taking time out of your busy diary and talking to us about the benefits of Service Abroad. Thank you, Jen, uh, for providing some context and detail around some of the models and, of course, the future state. So thank you guys again. We will leave it there. Um, hopefully the audience enjoys listening to this and if there are any questions please do feel free to reach out to your relationship manager or to myself or to Jan directly and with that being said thank you guys so much take care and we look forward to having another podcast very very soon thank you thank you